Welcome everyone to the Milk It Podcast, the podcast that tugs the teeth of popular culture until it explodes all over your face. As always, I'm David Davis. And I'll make your dreams come true. You want a unicorn, I'll give it to you. You want a puppy dog, I'll give it to you. You want an ice cream cone, I'll give it to you. You want a Margaret's one, I'll give it to you. You want a set and peel, I'll give it to you. You want an automobile, I'll give it to you. You want a diamond ring, I'll give it to you. You want a thing and thing, I'll give it to you. I know what you're waiting for. Well, you don't need to wait no more. I can give you anything you want. Give you anything you need. I'll make your dreams come true. Give you anything you want. Fulfill your fantasies. I'll make your dreams come true. It's me, it's Boo Lamont. And here we are, it's episode 42. Can you imagine episode 42? And once again, we are in the crazy world of professional wrestling and joined by a very special guest who was here last week. We made some predictions. Did they come true? What happened? Yes, it's the Royal Rumble Review Show. Yes, Douglas Adams said that 42 was the answer to life, the universe and everything. But here at the Milking It podcast, we say 42 is the answer to geekdom, the WWE universe and everything Milking It. It's the Milking It podcast! I've got the So we are back on episode 42. You heard us uh, last week on episode 41. We made our Royal Rumble predictions. Uh, we all said what we thought and uh, gave you some uh, thoughts generally on the WWE and where it's heading and everything else. But the event has now happened. So we have reconvened. As always, myself and Boo are here and we are joined, it's lovely to say, once again by Scroobius Pip. Hello. Okay, so I'm taking it, or I'm hoping we all did our homework. Did we all watch the Rumble? We did indeed. Did Okay, I, I believe Scrooge and I both watched it on the WWE Network. Yes, that's true. Okay, so I've been banging on about the network, much in the same way that you, you hyped up the UFC Fight Pass last week. Yep. Um, I am a big, big fan of the network. I completely agree with you. It's the future of television. That is how I want to watch yep. my TV. Um, it resulted in me cancelling my satellite subscription to everything else because I never got around to watching anything else. It's literally yep. just Netflix, iPlayer or that that I tend to, <laughs> to tune into. Um, so how are you finding the network so far? Um, I, I got it after our talk last time, and I've watched hours and hours already. W- whilst working, I want to add, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just sitting around watching it. But, yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think there's there's so much great stuff on there. Um, and, yeah, not to sound like I'm 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 on Raw, but 9.99 is kind of... Did you say 9.99? <laughs> 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 it was more I looked on on how much the pay per view was yeah. of the Rumble, and it was like, right, well, I'll just try this out. And now, yeah, I think it's 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 always good marketing if you could do a price that people will just try it out. But then if you've got a good 
pr- product there, then mm. you kind of you kind of hooked. I think that it's that Netflix idea, isn't it? Of the you know that sort of four ninety nine or five ninety nine, which doesn't break the bank if it comes out each month and you don't really notice it. But you know, at least you know you, you're getting yeah. a pay per view or you're getting a what, what, did, what did they try and call it a special event when they first yeah. launched the network, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You're getting that value, and you know nine ninety nine for the Rumble's good, but nine ninety nine for Mania. Yeah. That's for excellent. me, the, the the network is fantastic because it's like it, you've got all the classics, and then you've got this original programming as well, like the Monday Night Wars and the Countdown Show, which I think is brilliant. Mm. That's exactly it. For me, the thing I've delved into the most is the is the roundtables, uh, which oh, the Legends of Wrestling roundtables are brilliant. Years ago, I got a few on DVD off of David via one of our <laughs> it was before they were readily available, so it's absolutely fine. That's fine then, that's fine. Yes. Yes. When, it was 20, um, when it was WWE 24 um, 7, the old <laughs> Star Network, the cable. <laughs> so that's fine. But yeah, I'm just absolutely loving them. I think they're. They're great. They're fantastic. I was in. I watched the. The Ultimate Warrior one and was ready to get emotional. Mm. I was fine. I watched another one that was kind of. I think it was a pre WrestleMania one. And it had Flair and a few others around the table. And when Flair started to tell his story of his, his last match with Shawn Michaels, I was I was a mess. I'm not going to lie. There is there, there are some wonderful moments on those. I think um, Mick Foley's always good on those. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Hayes is amazing. Michael Hayes and Dusty Rhodes sitting next to each other, legendary. I'm, I'm it hoping. came out of the shining light, brother. We, we, we talked about it last year and we never unfortunately made it happen but we were talking this year that they're trying to get together to do a proper live round table for Wrestlemania a bit in the way that we did the conversation about the Royal Rumble last week and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm only going to do it if I can dress as Michael P.S. Hayes and smoke a cigar throughout the whole thing because uh, I was going to say when Taz was on there as well next to P.S.A. is just competing for the biggest cigar that you can, <laughs> it, can hold in your little hand. It's like every time they did a cut, it got bigger. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether it was or whether it's just Taz is so small that it, yeah. you know, having to hold it with both hands is, is quite embarrassing. But could what can very I say? well be it. Now, now podcaster Taz. I was going to say, Taz has got his own podcast now, oh, doesn't They'll he? let any old clown do it nowadays. I don't know. I, I used to think I was part of this exclusive club, but now they will let anyone have. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the whole point of podcasting, kids. Go and do oh, just quickly, while we're talking podcasts, um, the McMahon, uh, sorry, the Triple H Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast looks mm. like it's going to be very good. Yeah, yeah again, do uh, live on the network. Is it? That's, that's tonight is recording, isn't it? It's Thursday. Live on the network and only nine ninety nine. Okay, um, I think I think we've advertised the network enough. <laughs> I think they, they at least deserve a, a free month for that. Uh, the other interesting thing about that as well, I think we'll talk about very briefly later, is that um, the immediate thing of saying, right, you can just have it for a month has now led to some interesting stuff on Twitter trending after the Royal Rumble event. Yes. Of, of people. Of so, but we, we'll, we'll discuss that a little, a little later on. So, okay, just a very quick uh, like couple of words to describe how you felt coming out of the whole event. What did you think of the group? Um... Yeah, obviously at the end I was as disappointed as everyone. Um, yeah, I'll go into more detail if we're going to go into more yep. detail. No, okay. definitely. Boo, what did you think? Um, exact, well, it was exactly as I expected, with only one or two surprises. So I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't surprised either. Okay, uh, I would say, yeah, uh, 99% 
not a surprise at all with anything that happened. Um, there's a couple of bits we have. We'll, we'll talk about them as we go on. It was too much. It was a too much pay per view. We knew it was going to be a too much pay per view. The rest yeah. was pretty much filler. Um, but we will quickly go over some of those filler things. Did either of you catch the pre-show? I yes. did. Yes. These are interesting now with the pre-shows because uh, back in the day they only did them on like the WWE.com uh, or later on they've done it on YouTube and Hulu and everything else. But this time obviously it was on the network as well. So if you were going to tune in, you may as well tune in half hour yeah. earlier and catch that extra match. Originally they said it was going to be, an, I'm sure they said it was going to be an elimination tag. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, because it, it would have made, made much more sense as to why you ended up with Adam Rose just walking around the outside of the ring out, yeah. with Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. Um, I, I must admit, I hadn't seen too much of Cesaro and Tyson Kidd before we, we spoke last week. Yeah, I was critical. You were all over them like a rash. They were your new yeah. favourite thing. Um, and I, I totally agree. I was sold They're on that. Tactics, aren't they? Yeah, they really work. They've got some proper good sort of old school Smoky Mountain wrestling style tag team moves. And that's what you want. It's like, oh, are they now referring to themselves as the Brass Ring Club? Oh, I, I really hope they are. The t-shirt, the t-shirt was the very t-shirt, cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that would make a lot of sense. Those damn millennials. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a good match. Um, I still stand by what I said last time. The new day does not work. No, it's they got not... more of a pop this time. They did get a little bit more of a pop when they came out this time. There was a uh, the Philly crowd were a bit more welcoming um, than we were talking about previously, where they were New Day and they were silent. There was a couple <laughs> of shout outs for the New Day uh, this time round. I can't help but think though a Philly crowd is being slightly ironic when they get <laughs> when they join <laughs> in with that kind of thing. Potentially, potentially. I mean, I thought it was a good match, but I thought the sad part of as we'll I'm sure we'll get through of all these fights that weren't the main two hmm. were we've seen all of them for the last month really do you know what I mean it, the fact they didn't make it a three uh, uh, a three on three elimination or anything like that it was just another two on two with someone lurking about and yeah I don't know yeah it, it, was, it, it was a confusing kind of thing to have Adam Rose out there and then to yeah. also have the Rosebuds on the ramp and them not really get involved and you just thought, oh, oh okay is this setting up for something yeah. and yeah. maybe did maybe didn't it wasn't great uh, the pre-show generally was okay um, I always yeah. enjoyed uh, the pre-shows I think they do, they do them really well I think Renee Young does an amazing job I think she's genuinely one of the best sort of guests well not guests sorry the best hosts that they've had in a long long time um, yes, she knows true. what she's talking about um, and she comes across as very intelligent and, and manages to control people like Booker T who just yeah. what the hell <laughs> he's excellent um, but yeah so the, the main card kicked off with a match that we mentioned uh, last week again this was uh, the Ascension uh, versus the New Age Outlaws the, uh, the old we're not going to talk about Corey, we're not going to talk about Corey Graves then <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Corey Graves because I I quite liked Corey Graves when he was in NXT I thought he was an interesting character, if a little bit hackney hipster. He yeah. he was he was a decent wrestler. I think it's a terrible shame that he hasn't been able to continue. It I'm glad they're still using him. Uh, you probably... think he's in the right place though, because he looked kind of out of place in between Booker T and. Um... I I think if you're going to use anyone from the NXT uh, guys, you need to get William Regal on there. I don't think you Absolutely. need Corey Graves. I think Regal would have given a much better kind of analysis of stuff and yeah, just. But the thing is, you know, he's new to it, so you've got to give him the chance. And a pre-show is probably the place to do that, as opposed to 
throwing him anywhere near the main card. So the first match on the card was the Ascension, uh, Connor and Victor. Crazy yep. names. Uh, As I like to call them, the gods of Boar. Yeah. Ah, see what you did there. Um, yeah, the uh, New Age Out versus the New Age Outlaws, the Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Um, pretty much putting the New Age Outlaws in there because of all the guys that beat them up on Raw, they're the ones that can still have a match. Um, I thought Billy Gunn looked, as he always does, beyond well, a lot younger than he actually is. He seems to have defied uh, defied time, that man. But um, yeah, he looked in great shape. I was yeah when, when they both came out with the t-shirts I was thinking oh it's this it's that old school wrestler thing and they're both going to wrestle in t-shirts because you know oh he's not quite there he took his I was I was jealous and I, I you know I'm, I'm in my thirties and I, I will never have a physique jealous <laughs> I, will, I will never I will never have a physique like that it's like what yeah. but yeah I and more importantly uh, still put on a, a decent match I thought it was it was yeah decent um it's just that they're not. Uh... I don't know. I, I don't know what their plan is with the Ascension because they kind of to 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 put them down so much when all the the legends were in. It was then kind of impossible to get them over again after that. I don't know. A big problem with when they were insulting the legends was a lot of people were getting offended. And we're talking like old school wrestlers. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of people coming out and saying, you know, to slag off LOD, to slag off Demolition. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not right. So I think the WWE listened to this slightly, and I think that uh, that little uh, skit was kind of to appease them, unless they already had it planned, because WWE is smart, it's a smart company, so maybe they knew that it was going to get a lot of heat, and that yeah. was the blow-off to the heat. But, I mean, with the match itself, it was, a sh- it was a short but sweet match. It kind of put the ascension over. Their finisher, it's obviously like a total elimination. Yeah, completely. But it didn't look, I don't know, it didn't look as devastating. It did <laughs> it's not nearly as good, is it? It's kind of, they're nowhere near as snug as as Cronus and Sutton were. Don't, use, don't use our words like snug, David. <laughs> <laughs> all right, they don't hit them as hard. As the, stiff, <laughs> you can say stiff. All right, <laughs> and and equally, I think the showmanship as well. The a total elimination. Mm. There was always kind of a bit more of a pause, and you knew what was was coming, and it yeah, it totally. built up to be something. Whereas this feels like. Just something that's happened in the match, and then then they get their three. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, so yeah, not a bad match, but nothing to write home about. Um, Basically, just to put the put the ascension over and to give them back their little victory, their little loss from the yeah. from the skit with the legends. That's what it was built up and designed for. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I mean, let's not forget that the, the, a, a classic wrestler who was involved in a skit uh, on one of the Raw shows with a load of legends beat him up, and he went on to great things. Rob Conway. <laughs> Do not. Sorry, he's just had surgery. Uh, uh, hope you're healing up, Rob. <clears throat> Thoughts and prayers. Um, the second match on the card uh, that was the uh, tag team championship match. So we got to see the Miz and uh, Miz Dow uh, make their appearance against the Usos. Yep. Never seen this one before. No, it's, this this was very much something I would have expected to see on Raw. Didn't really yeah. capture my imagination. Um, I don't think they they even gave. The Miz and Mizdow enough sort of comedy bits in it either to make it interesting. It was a bit. Oh, but but Dave, did you notice that they're building up what I believe will be Mizdow breaking away from Miz because when Miz Dow, sorry, when Mizdow came in and got his uh, his comeback hmm. where he was hitting the skull crushing finale and ducking a clothesline and hitting a DDT, the crowd were really behind it, and even I was like, oh, that's a really nice bit of heat. Like that's a good bit of comeback. That like I, I was quite hyped for it. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, t- totally. But it just it, it, for me, like I say, it, it was nothing I wouldn't have expected to see on Raw 
particularly it, it didn't do a great deal for me. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of feels like they they've got an end point for this storyline or this action, but not really a journey there. So I will we'll just keep having the same match and keep doing the same jokes until we have the big split. Yeah, no, totally. Um, the next card, uh, next card, the next match on the card was the um, the women's match, which I must admit, which is terrible of me, I didn't watch. I used this as a sort of break moment. Uh, so, did either of you check out the women's tag team? Match? I, I saw the finish, which was um, a strong style forearm uh, from Nikki to Natalia, and um, yeah, that's the most unfeminine of finishes I've ever seen, but it seemed to work. Yeah, yeah, I watched it again. It didn't, it didn't. I, I light anything on fire there. It, it felt as if they'd been building something that they didn't quite, mm. quite g- g- go into. They didn't tag in and out that much. It felt like, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away. Okay, I, I, w- I will not go back and watch that. Then I'll, uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll take your word for it, guys. Um, so the the final match on the card before the main event. Uh, which of course was the Royal Rumble. Um, the final match was the triple threat match. Now we spoke about this uh, as to whether it would work. I was I was questioning whether I th- thought Seth Rollins actually fit into the style. Now bloody hell, he didn't half fit. He was he was My the word. man of the match, wasn't he? Worked his ass off. Absolutely, yeah. we're talking Shawn Michaels style around that ring. It was absolutely brilliant. Made me excited about the possibility of seeing him against Lesnar, which which yeah. uh, I didn't think would happen. But um, very quickly, my thoughts. I, I thought it was absolutely great match. Thought they put it together really well. And, and there were points in it where I was convinced that Lesnar was going to lose. There were points in it where I was convinced that you know Cena was going to tap out. That they absolutely played it all the way down, and you, you just didn't know what the hell was going on. To the point where normally it annoys me when they have like run-ins and people keep interfering and like having the, the security guys on the outside, the modern day stooges, and. I didn't care that they got involved, and that that double German on the two of them. Oh my was god! Insane. The double German suplex was nasty as fuck. Well. Uh, I mean, the bit that had me off my feet was a, a Rollins coming off the top rope and Brock yeah. catching him into, in, into the F five. Oh just, god! Yeah, the, and the, it literally looked like Lesnar was going to slip because he went too far forward and then yeah. suddenly picked him back up. Boom! F five. Yeah, I just in general, I thought they hit that one out of the past. I, I I can't think of a better tri- a triple threat match. No, like, no. It, 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 wait, I thought the, the, the pace of everyone, everyone had their moment. Um, interesting to see the continuing development of them, obviously changing Brock from being a heel, just him doing mm. a stretcher uh, comeback and things like that. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was absolutely amazing and they absolutely nailed it. And as you said, Seth, was the one that held that together. There was a there was a, a picture perfect elbow drop from the top rope to that table Absolutely. by Seth Rollins. It, I have never seen anyone hit even I mean, Michaels hit one better than that. Spectacular. Um, everything. Like one of the moments I really enjoyed was um, John Cena hit the the, the attitude adjuster. Um, then Lesnar fed attitude adjustment. Fed attitude adjustment. I was just yeah. like three in a row. Yeah. That's beautiful. Because it's not like the no sell. It's like this guy is so powerful. The yeah. only way to take advantage is to keep hitting it, keep hitting it, keep hitting it. Yeah, and again, probably the best John Cena match I've seen since the I Quit match with Umaga. Yeah. In the day. I yeah. It wasn't that was Royal Rumble as well, wasn't it? So yeah, it was a long, long time ago. But I mean, that's what that's what struck me was 
both Brock and Cena are, are very much capable of having bad matches mm. or not as impressive matches. So yeah. the fact that, that Rollins being the new guy in this kind of lifted them all, all to the next level was uh, was fantastic. Another thing I really liked as well, which I hadn't thought about how that'd work in the triple threat match, but it worked perfectly, was it with someone like Brock, I think it's tough when they in general have too many kickouts from finishers and kind of end up cheapening the move but a lot of them in this were um, interferences instead of just a straight yes. oh yeah. Seth Rollins the, the, is fine seen as fine yeah all the near falls it was yeah a lot of interferences rather than cheapening the yeah, I think, I think, yeah that, that's the beauty of the, the triple threat is that the kickouts will generally be from someone stopping you from pinning yeah. someone else than that person, yeah, oh, he's taken three F5s and he's still kicking out. You know, they'll save that for WrestleMania. But um, yeah. yeah, I think, it, great. And for anyone who's ever said, right, I, I don't understand why they went with Seth Rollins, I think that's that's the match that that he'll point to and go, well... <laughs> yeah, because it. I was never a fan of his in Ring of Honor. And I when they got... In fact, the Shield as a whole... Um, mm. The only one I was really impressed with was Roman Reigns. And I was like, Dean Ambrose, well, he was in CCW. And, um, you know, you got t- when uh, Tyler Black from Ring of Honor, I was like, why did they pick those guys? But the but the NXT system has just made them so well-rounded as performers. Um, they already had the skills. But Seth Rollins opened my eyes that night. And I, he can hang in the main event. And when he inevitably becomes the WWE heavyweight champion... I'm actually going to be behind it. Whereas before the Rumble, I just thought, uh, not, yeah. not, not with it. Completely agree. Okay, so that that was our uh, that was our, definitely the highlight, I think, of the the pay per view for me. But the uh, the main event, the the, yes. the match itself, the the one that's named after, with all that all that lineage and those numbers that they show every time before it, so we all get excited and uh, think about Ric Flair winning it back in '92 and all that. The tear in my eye. <laughs> uh, it happened. It was this year's 30 Man Royal Rumble match. Um, yeah, strange one, really. There was people missing that yeah. we thought would be there. There were people in it that I didn't expect. Um, there was a couple of nice little surprises. Um, but overall, uh, a strange way of booking Daniel Bryan, I thought. A strange way of booking the ending to involve two guys that have been around since the year dot. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, the WWE managed to book a main event that got the rock booed at the end of it. Yeah, How in the it's... hell do you do that? <laughs> hey, sorry, milksters. Got to interrupt this for some adverts. I think it's going... It's all right, isn't it? This chit-chat with Scroob, it's going okay so far. Absolutely. Me and Scrooby's Pip are brilliant. Oh, you silly butt. Greetings, podcast fans. Uh, I'm Mossman, off of 80s cartoon Masters of the Universe. And as you can imagine, since that cartoon finished, I've had plenty of time on my hands to check out all the geeky podcasts on the internet. And trust me when I say, the best one around is the Milking It podcast. They review films, TV, comics, wrestling, and anything else from the week of geek. And what's more, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Stitcher, or you can get it on direct link from the milkingitpodcast.com. That's milkingitpodcast.com. So, check out David Davis on the Totally Insane Tape Show's own Boulamont on the Milking It Podcast now! <laughs> anyway, guys, gotta get going. I've just had a very strange text from Ram Man about his battered rosebud. <laughs> Sounds like Fisto been messing about in his garden again. Take it easy! Alright people, 
This is your mate Stell, host of the great football podcast known as Shoot the Defence. Join me, John, Andy, Mike, Stuffy, and whoever else can be bothered to appear every Thursday night at 10.30pm. Mixler.com forward slash Shoot the Defence. We're informative, opinionated, sometimes controversial, and have one or two face palm moments. I have a dream. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Mr. Malcolm X. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, ah, and we have our own website, shootthedefense.com. Shoot the Defense. Play on. Join Josh Armour and Todd Eastman every Friday for Wrestle Radio Australia. Covering WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and Australian Pro Wrestling. Exclusive interviews including Buddy Murphy, Adam Pearce, TV legend Rose McManus, and many others. Download for free on iTunes or Stitcher, and stream us on the TuneIn Radio app. It's Australia's wrestling broadcast. It's Wrestle Radio Australia. that feeds on the sick and demented which once haunted videos that were rented are back to turn the blood to ice of all of those who own a personal digital device on VHS, DVD and Blu-ray too in your pants it may make you Therefore, celebrate and rejoice Peppers and Lamont as they tell tales of films you should and should not want. The Totally Insane Tape Show is something you should not fear. Listen to it with some food snacks and a beer. To find it, go to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. No excuses to these sites. You must go. And to find out whence the evil comes from, go online and look at totallyinsanetapeshow.com. <laughs> Can I just say, obviously everyone's really down on the rumble, and rightfully so. Hmm. The first half, yeah, yeah. I was sitting there thinking, this is the best rumble ever. After that big main event of, of the triple threat match, obviously had, had yep. you on a high. I thought the writing and pacing of that, having Bubba Ray in, all the stuff with Bray, Ra- Bray Wyatt, I thought yep. they did amazingly, really good. Even when the, <clears throat> the, the, Daniel Bryan was eliminated, the fact that a few people in the crowd was still chanting Daniel Bryan it felt this could still work like they could have some way of it ending that Daniel Bryan is then clearly the people's favorite and he's gone over hugely mm-hmm. and but yeah but then it's it felt like the second half they went well we've written we've spent a lot of time planning the first half and Bray having his moments of taking out one on one and meeting the rest of the family and the, the boogeyman coming out to fight Bray <laughs> all stuff like that it was like wow and then it, it felt like they went, and then just get the rest in and give it to Roman. 
Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of points during the Rumble where I really thought they were going to go all the way with Bray Wyatt because he yeah. had the longest innings. Yeah, and he really 46 did, minutes, yeah. It really looked like it was going to be his year. And there was one point when I was watching, I was just like, God damn it, Dave was right. <laughs> <laughs> I was delighted at you being right there, potentially, in that. Yeah. Thank you, see? <laughs> but, but, but the other thing I thought, imagine how brilliant the, the writing would have been if it was Bray in the Rusev role at the end to win it. To get that much heat, everyone booing and thinking Roman was going to win and then switch it would have been perfect, but obviously they... The old old Santino Morella gimmick. Yep. (laughs) Jerry Lawler gimmick as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It was was a bit of a strange ending to it, I I must admit, with the the whole Rusev thing. And then if you're trying to create this massive massive character who's going to dominate his way up and defeat Brock Lesnar, to have his his distant cousin come out to, to uh, yep. help him against two guys that he's previously dealt with perfectly okay on yep, many yep. episodes of Raw and Smackdown. It's... Beating the crap out of the big show for the last six weeks. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, no I, I totally agree. I think it was it was utterly bizarre to have them in the end because everyone knew they weren't going to win the, the Royal Rumble. There was, yeah. you know, there was no there was no way. I mean, I, I wish they had gone with the Bray Wyatt idea. I liked the idea even of going with the Rusev thing as a bit of a switch and Sort of saying, oh well, yeah. I'd have been happy for Bray Wyatt to be the to be the uh, second to last man eliminated, have Roman Reigns win, and then to have Reigns versus Wyatt just a throw like a decent throwaway match at the next pay per view to because yeah. um, what's the next one called, Dave? Fast Payback. Fast lane. Fast lane. That's it. Fast lane. Yeah, yeah. I'd have thought that would have been a cracking little match, like you know, the last two people in the rumble having a having a one on one. Yeah. The thing that I think really disappointed me was all of the important eliminations were just d- d- done in a really throwaway manner yeah like, i didn't even know brian's that, brian's was eliminated until i kind of i noticed he was missing i had that with bray wyatt i, I didn't realize a bray wyatt was out yeah because it was just he's he's gone and so i think daniel bryan bray wyatt the dolph ziggler and even um the the fake early early win of reigns putting out Kane and, and Big Show, it was kind of sloppy and lazy. And then the big reveal of Rusev being there, it's not over. And then it was just over again. Like, like It wasn't as if Rufus, uh, Rusev was there and they have this big battle and that's it. As Rusev's there, he hits him once and throws him over, essentially. What does this mean for Curtis Axel? Because well, he's still technically in it. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no there, there is a rule. I remember Gorilla Monsoon tell, saying this during one of the pay-per-views. There's a rule that if you don't make it into the ring before the next entrance um, siren right. going off, you are eliminated from the Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's just that, not fair on Curtis Axel. I think, I, yeah. If, if the WWE is... As, as clever as I think they are, I think they're going to obviously just add Axel to the big WrestleMania main event because it's what the, <laughs> it's what we've all been asking for. It's what we want. It's a tri- another triple threat, but this time Brock, Axel, and Roman. That's I think that's clearly oh, the that's a beauty, the way to go. Beauty of main event. <laughs> uh, well, he was a Paul Heyman guy, so you know there's, there's exactly. a, a bit of a tie in there. Um, thought DDP looked good. 
Yeah. <laughs> he looked 87, but he looked good. <laughs> oh, man, he was hitting diamond cutters out of the ballpark, left, right and centre. I was I was happy for him to come in. No, totally. Yeah, yeah like you say, I, the Boogeyman, it was a great little moment of kind of, oh, my God, OK, Boogeyman's there. That's that's interesting. Yeah. No and one it just worked it. because it was Bray on his own as well to yeah. go for the mysterious kind of weird yeah, character. Yeah, completely. Like I say, I thought that the, the surprise of it all was Bubba Ray Dudley. I mean, I, yeah, that I was caught, great. caught bits of him in TNA. Nice of him to put on some of the weight again to get back into the character, I yep. thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I marked out like crazy when he turned up because I I like to think of myself as someone that's in the know. Mm. And um, I had heard the rumour that they were going to drag a couple of ECW guys up for the Philly crowd. Um, the Blue Meanie was there up until the last minute. So I thought they were just going to pull out a couple of ECW guys, maybe RVD for a one-off because that was expected. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting that. Then... When Bubba Ray, who's just had a stellar couple of years as Bully Ray in TNA, yeah. came out, I marked out like a like I was a kid again um, because I was such a huge fan. Out of the Dudleys, Hardys, Edge and Christian, I was a Dudley guy. And I yeah. love Bubba Ray and Devon. And it was the perfect reaction. The wet, we want tables. Wet, we want Devon. It, it's, time for a bub, it's time for a Dudley Boys uh, reunion in WWE. Yeah. No, definitely. I thought, I, I thought it was slightly unfortunate that they had to use our truth as kind of the token guy to yeah. stand in for Devon. Uh, yeah. I, I choose those words carefully. Um, I also uh, <laughs> agree there was a mark out moment for me when he went face to face with Bray Wyatt, and that's a match I want to see. Yeah, yeah, completely. One hundred percent. That could be that could be the next pay per view WrestleMania, whatever. But yeah, Bob, I reckon they could have a proper good street fight, knockdown, drag out kind of match. I think that would be. See- Really good. We're talking about Bray a lot. Where do we go from the Royal Rumble with Bray? Who is he now going to be, you know, gunning for? I. Sorry, I'm jumping. You still think that Undertaker match is going to happen? Or no, because there's... I think he's the solution to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. You think he's going to? But you see, we've seen that match up before, and it was good. It you know, when it, it was Daniel great. Bryan in the boiler suit, but I don't yeah. know. I just think maybe that's, that that's boogeyman. A... Maybe that boogeyman match will happen at Mania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can only hope. Um, yeah, it's so... just, I think that's exactly the point. I think there's so so many people it just mm. puts a question mark on. They made such a big deal of bringing Ziggler back and all of these, and they just get eliminated and didn't really build anything to, oh, Bray's been eliminated in this way by this person, therefore there's going to be a conflict to come and things like that. They just kind of... Yeah, it's almost symbolic because I think he was was he eliminated by Big Show and Kane when when they were going roughshod on yeah, everyone. So it was basically saying, "You're the new guys, we're the established guys. Out yeah. you go." <laughs> like, I think there was there's a point as well to make that Daniel Bryan lasted ten minutes in the Royal Rumble, which is crazy. which is a shorter time than Fandango did. Um, it's insanity. Is is that though? Because he couldn't have gone any longer. And if so, should they have made it the last 10 minutes that he was in? Or did, were they worried that if they pushed into one of the later spots, then that makes, if Roman Reigns wins over Daniel Bryan and they happen to be in the ring at the same time at the yeah. end, does that make the response to Roman even worse? Or that's it. I think there has to be set up something. Or? Yeah, that's got, it's got to be the thinking that they, they're getting him out early so the crowd can get over it and then embrace 
for Roman Reigns. But again, like embracing Roman Reigns, he came in and didn't really do much. This it's not like it, he came was, in like was, last last year's one. He came in and smashed everyone and looked amazing. Yeah. There he were genuine moments where I was cheered. I was watching it, and if you, I watched it a second time because I knew you'd be sitting down and chatting about it. I'd, if you watch Roman Reigns for parts of that match, he sat in the corner looking like he has no clue what to do. He was yeah. he was busted he was busted at some point because there was blood over coming out of his nose or out of his mouth. I, yeah. I don't know whether yeah. he was actually hurt during the match. Um, I mean, we've got to talk very quickly about the end with the Rock coming out. Um, yeah. Do you think that weakened Reigns, or do you think it made him look stronger? Or I, I know why they did it. But I don't think it worked how they wanted it to, and I would I question whether The Rock will go anywhere near this again between now and WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean the look on his face, and, and <laughs> even the look on Roman Reigns' face. If if you're meant to be this big indestructible guy, you can't be as vis- so visibly sad at the fact everyone's booing you. Complete boo boo face. It was, was going to cry. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was really you wonderful. guys see the post WrestleMania interview with the Rock and Roman Reigns out yeah. of the back mm. oh my god I was embarrassed for Roman Reigns he was gigging like a schoolgirl. like the Rock was like you get, you look at the Rock like that I'm going to slap the taste out your mouth and he was like <laughs> he was there like, he stood there like a make a wish kid yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's true though he was it, he looked like he didn't belong in the same... And if, you, if you've got a guy that you know can't speak, he's not great on the mic particularly, he's still learning that craft, don't stand him next to The Rock and give him a yeah. microphone. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, so, crazy. Absolutely bizarre thing to do. Um, and I think it just, as you said, just it highlighted how bad it had gone down, the fact that The Rock did get a pop, but then The Rock standing in the ring being booed at the end of an event is an unseen thing and it's also something that got some headlines the LA yeah. Times and the New York Times both commented on the fact that the rock was stood at the, at the end and the crowd were booing yeah. um, and the casual fan doesn't care about Roman Reigns the casual fan knows who the rock is and yeah. he does not want headlines anywhere no. near LA saying he turned no. up and a whole arena decided to boo it's like, yeah. oh, okay, that's that's box office poison right there. He'll he'll be yeah. overall, new Johnny Depp. Hmm? Overall, <laughs> did it deserve hashtag cancel WWE Network? I think it did, but mm. just because of, as you said, the nature of the non-commitment yep. that you can have a bump at a time. I think that is, a, I think the way social media and everything is going, and now with the network, that is a way to really vocalise to the powers that be. It in the best way possible through their pockets, through their wallets that people aren't genuinely unhappy and not in a, oh the bad guy won and we like to cheer the good guy way in a, what are you doing, this is ridiculous way. Completely, I mean because if you look to even like 12 months ago, the network wasn't around when um, Daniel Bryan was getting screwed over and people weren't happy about this, that or the other and the way it was going it was a very new thing just starting right before Wrestlemania, so you're now in that situation where people know they can drop in, drop out, those people who cancelled and put stuff up on Twitter and everything else they'll be back for Wrestlemania we be know back for Mania. they of will be back for will. Mania, guaranteed but yeah. like you say, it's an immediate way that they see the very and uh, this whole thing about WWE saying, well we won't see any official figures for 30 days because it takes a while to process, they know 
know the day after how many people cancelled. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's an immediate thing yeah. that they can find. They just won't tell anyone. Um, you know, and you've got a publicly traded company who now has the people that watch it have an immediate way of going, nah, don't like that. Not going to bother watching. You know, so yeah. the majority of people who have the network, especially in the UK and Ireland, where it's just launched and it's gradually going right, they probably don't watch Raw because they've got to pay extra to watch Raw and SmackDown on a satellite TV. Yeah. So this is their main way of watching WWE. So, you know, they they'll catch up online with the results and everything else, much like I do myself. But you know, it's a great way to vote with your, like you say, vote with your wallet, and you you yeah. hit them where it hurts. And when you've got someone like Vince, who appears to be, I mean, obviously, I'm just talking as a fan who you know, has been a fan for many years, appears to be such a control freak over every single thing he does. It'll be interesting to see whether he can adjust to that idea of immediate response. You know, he spent yeah. so long during that Steve Austin podcast talking about, oh, well, we give the people what they want, quite frankly. And yeah. really? Because you didn't at the Royal Rumble. They're not a danger that if you give the people what they want every time, there's no surprises left. There's no surprises left. Um, so, you know, you give the fans exactly what they want. So Daniel Bryan would have won the, the Royal Rumble. Like, he should have been in last year. He wasn't. He went in the, um, He went in this year and they failed miserably with it. But there's a danger that there will be no more element of surprise. And I think that's part of the fun of wrestling is the unpredictability then, of what's going to happen. I, I agree. I was listening to literally... Expect the unexpected. I was listening like an hour ago before we started recording to Jim Cornette talking about the Royal Rumble this year. And he was like, okay, so you've got this problem. He didn't ring up again, did he, Dave? I know. He's always doing it. God damn it. Um, you meet the guy once and he's just, he won't stop calling. <laughs> um, so he he was saying, you know, it's it's really simple. You've got a guy that they're booing. You've got a guy that they want in Daniel Bryan. So the Royal Rumble ends... He's celebrating in the ring. The crowd are going boo, boo, boo. Um, the Rock's there. They're still booing The Rock. So Daniel Bryan's music hits. He goes out on the stage. He stands. He stares him down. He turns around. He walks away. The crowd goes crazy. Roman Reigns' music hits again. He walks out. And you've got that, oh, my God, what's going to happen moment. Yeah. So that sets up the, right, we need to talk. We right, And so then the next episode of Raw, which unfortunately was kind of screwed up because of the weather, that's the moment where they say, well, yes, they've talked. They're going to get together because Daniel Bryan feels like he's been you know, a bit of an injustice. And, you know, I, I, I just think there, there was a better way they could have ended that, that thing, especially yeah. they, sh- they how the hell they didn't see that response coming. And from everything that I've read and you know, the things that I've heard from various podcasts that I've listened to this week is that WWE adopted this attitude of it was the Philly crowd you know, going into business for themselves. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it was a worldwide that's audience. That's why I think the, the cancel the WWE n- network thing was important to get that across. So it can't just be written off as, oh, it's Philly crowds. They're, they're, they're always tough. They're tough. And, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, to make that a clearer thing, I think that was essential. But do you think the, 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 the cancellation of Raw was kind of um, a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card by not having to have Roman Reigns in front of a live, a live audience immediately while everyone's that fired up still. I think it works on two levels as to why it was good. I mean, and I'll let you two guys talk about the show itself in a second. I think it works well because the show was very different. Um, you could whiz through the stuff that you'd already seen the night before, so it took Raw yeah. down to about 30 minutes, and they were a very yeah. interesting 30 minutes. very different, something we haven't seen before. I think it also works in the sense that it gives Vince and his creative team time to regroup and respond to what was clearly not the direction they thought they were going to go in. So technically SmackDown this week is the raw script they were going to do. 
I doubt very much it is. I think it's going to be a very different way. I think they've yeah. got to find a way of True. focusing this storyline and changing it to, to be a win. And I think, as they've always said, they are a company that responds well to being put into a tight situation and having to think outside the box. Yeah. And I think that's what we saw with Raw this week. But, I mean, you, you, you saw it, Boo, didn't you? I saw Raw. Mm. Um, one, I thought it was a good opportunity to watch the Raw Rumble again. Because um, there were little bits and pieces I missed, like we were saying, we missed the elimination. Um, but I also think that um, some of the sit-down interviews... I mean, the Roman Reigns one, there's a big rumour. It's not a rumor. There's uh, a bit of news going around that he was pipe-fed all his lines for the interviews. Really? Right. I mean, he doesn't cut a good promo. No. And he, like, that's, uh, you know, that's that's fact. But um, I think they were very lucky that it was snowed off because I think they would have been met with very vocal boos and disappointment from the live crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way, it was a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card. But um, I think overall... Uh, it, it didn't really set anything up. It kind of... Um, here are the guys that were on yesterday to have an interview. It didn't really further anything. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they kind of had the beautiful situation of of, of of zero expectation. Again, that's on the same thing as we were saying. Of, of I don't know, just the, the fact that they could have just cancelled it. So they're essentially saying it's been snowed off, but we're still putting a show on. So you're kind of happy with... Or whatever you get, really. I think the the, the thing about Raw generally, um, from what I was hearing, was that they they had this great idea of doing some something weird involving uh, Reigns and um, Paul Heyman and starting a kind of maybe a hint at that, yeah. like we were saying, the face turn of uh, of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that kind of came across a little bit in the promo. I think Paul Heyman for me sold me on the match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar more than anything else has so far but that's just a master of his craft doing what he does so well um making it personal saying about you know knowing about the family and this that and the other um that's the the sort of the, the idea of the um the Lesnar or the, the main rumor going into it is that Lesnar is due to go into a sort of babyface role and maybe yeah. they'll I, you know he's so close to leaving what's the point unless and I mean I'm going to throw a way 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 early prediction Reigns turns heel thanks to Paul Heyman and Heyman then is a Roman Reigns guy um and Brock leaves because what are they going to do with Heyman once Brock's gone yeah i think pairing him up with Ro- a Roman is the logical solution because as we've said Roman isn't good at cutting promos, and that's that's, and, that's yeah. one of his big weaknesses. And Heyman cuts the best promo yeah. in wrestling today. So, you know, no, in my opinion, I, I just I love everything Paul Heyman does. Everything he does is gold, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I, I can recommend the uh, Paul Heyman documentary on the WWE. It's Network. fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. It's well what, worth a watch. documentary. Uh, uh, what would you? do now if, if you were Vince if you were in, in the seat after seeing the reaction to Roman and that I mean again I think it can genuinely heavily impact the Wrestlemania figures and viewing because I think that as your main event I don't know I think it's going to even if you turn Roman even if you do all of these things it's it's going to be a tough one I mean with, with, with regards to this year's Wrestlemania they can't do a repeat of last year where Daniel Bryan's wins the first match and then he gets his place in the main event. Yes, How, yes, yes. There's no way for them to get Daniel Bryan's into the main this year. Yeah. Not, that, not that I could book, you know, 
unless there is a genius man in the writers who's like, I've got this idea of how to get Daniel Bryan into the main, they can't repeat that. So I think we are set with what we've got. It will be Reigns versus yeah. Lesnar. And now there's only the one belt, the one, the, the one championship. There's no way really to get Bryan's over in, in the main match. No one wants to see him win the Intercontinental title. No one wants to see him win the US title. They want him to, they want to see him champion. And that's not going to happen at this year's WrestleMania. The only way to get Daniel Bryan into the main event of Mania now is for him to go over Lesnar at the next pay-per-view. But that's not going to happen. So I, I don't even know how I would book this. They've, they've yeah. kind of booked themselves into a bit of a corner. Yeah, I think they really have. I don't know. I, I, personally, I'd still go with the idea of Reigns coming out. Because Reigns did that whole thing of, oh, that John Cena thing of, oh, you can boo me or you can cheer me. It's your, you know, it's yeah. your choice. Was it haters going to hate or something like that? I hate the phrase haters. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just... It's because you have so Everyone's many. Everyone's a hater. Um, <laughs> I think the... I, I think you... you you go down the route of him getting more and more frustrated across the next few weeks with the fact that he's getting this reaction. You know, play up to the fact that he couldn't you know, hide the fact he was upset when he was stood in the ring and people weren't going apeshit for him. I I think you, you have that. You have him cut that scathing promo, much like The Rock did back in the day, of, well, I don't give a damn because I'm going to do it my way. You know, this you is... mean to say, Dave, it doesn't matter. Precisely, but more in a kind of, well, this, this is it, this is the choice that's been made. Whether you like it or not, I'm in the main event of WrestleMania, you know. And, and yeah. just have him do that to the point where Lesnar does nothing but becomes the babyface in the match. Because, you yeah. know, Roman Reigns coming in and just doing, like, cheeky little squash matches on people and literally not caring about the crowd. Um, I just... You've got to go with what the crowd are doing. I know they don't do it with Cena, but you can't do it with two people. <laughs> that just gets ridiculous. On the audience is split with Cena. The very yeah. vocal people do yeah. boo him, but there is a lot more that cheer him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know yeah. why, but I've become a champion for Cena. I think he's now been in it so long and he's been so faithful that I now am totally a John Cena guy. I, 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 I really like John Cena. I don't, I don't know where it's come from. I think I've kind of broken away from that Cena sucks crowd and I can actually see... Um, the company man that he is, so yeah, I'm definitely a Cena guy now. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And, and Roman Reigns, you couldn't argue, is selling anywhere near the merchandise that John Cena is, um, and would definitely work better as a as a sort of a top heel. I think he's much more suited to that kind of just turn up, destroy people uh, kind of computer game character that we've we've spoken about before. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that. So that was that was the Royal Rumble, really, in a nutshell. It was and, and the Raw. Um, Hmm. It's uh, it's kind of sad, isn't it? It is a little bit because going into bit of a damn squid, we were all excited <laughs> and everything else. And you know, yeah. the, the 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 raw before it, we all said that was the moment where we thought, oh, okay, it's turned it's turned round, and we're going to have some really good things. I mean, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in terms of SmackDown this week and, and Raw yeah. next week. Now they can actually get out and about and do the shows, but uh, it, it might be that they pull something out of the bag that we think is uh, incredible and has changed the face of the business. Or it could be that they just continue to push Roman I mean, Reigns. WWE does need to pull its finger out a bit now because, slowly but surely, there are now competitors. Um, yeah. You've always had TNA kind of just dragging behind, you know, by holding its tail. But now you've got stuff like Lucha Underground. You've got Jeff Jarrett's GWF um, coming out. So they need to buck up their ideas and quick. Or um, are we going to get another Monday Night War? What, uh, what I'd like to see, which is completely unrealistic booking and planning but you know i've been thinking about this i've got my little theory in mind 
But what I think would be great is the WWE kind of giving the impression of completely buckling to 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 crowd pressure. Yep. And the booking that I would like to see is some one way or another in the next month or so, Roman Reigns gets injured again. Which now, just let me get to the end. I know that sounds so obvious and terrible, and they couldn't. There Ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by Vince Russo on the, this edition. Yeah. Of the oh, do not insult our guest, David. <laughs> <laughs> no. so, yeah. so, so Roman gets injured, and one way or another, we get the Daniel Bryan Brock match before a Brock leaves. Because again, mm. we've had Bryan with everyone else. It's kind of it's the one match that's it's crazy. They've not they're not cashing in on. Yeah, we have that. Brian goes over. We have the wonderful end of, of WrestleMania yes movement again, but that is then interfered by Roman Reigns coming back, destroying Daniel Bryan, ending a pay-per-view with just a whole stadium booing a Roman Reigns, but this time because that's what they wanted to happen rather than a whole stadium booing hmm. a Roman Reigns when they were hoping See, they'd cheer. I like that idea because... There's anticipation for a Lesnar-Daniel Bryan's match. There's yeah. no build at all for a Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar. No. In fact, had they ever been in the same room at the same time in terms of Raw or SmackDown? Have they ever had a face-to-face? Have they ever actually... It's never been a thing. It's never been a thing. Whereas Daniel Bryan's and Brock Lesnar, that is, it's they, again, it's that David versus Goliath thing. Roman Reigns is more on par with a Brock Lesnar. He's a big, powerful guy. But that little guy getting the big knee on Brock, one, two, three, that would blow the roof. Yeah. I mean, it's all good beating people like Orton and Batista, people kind of smaller, but Brock is a different creature. He is a destroyer, a beast. And, you know, to have Daniel Bryan overcome that kind of adversity, yes. that would be something special. And I also think it would be a great way to actually put Roman Reigns as a heel and make that turn right, because him... A bigger guy like him coming in and ruining the moment for the smaller guy is classic heel stuff. Whereas him beating, yeah, how can you get him across by turning him heel and having him beat Brock before he leaves? Then I don't know. It's a, it's, I, I don't think it'd do as, as as cleanly. Then you've also got the Seth Rollins situation, which is: do we really want to see a heel come out? So, say someone that's being booed to death and is basically being turned heel by proxy, Roman Reigns. He wins the belt. There's booing. Seth Rollins comes out. He's a heel. He's going to get well, no, because you, fuck you, when he comes you out just, if he yeah. decides to cash go, in at Mania. You just go first match Mania: Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins for the for the uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah. Oh, boo, David Davis. There's there's, there's your main. Wow. So Roman Reigns nice goes over, Daniel stuff. Bryan comes out, catches So him when are we away. starting our own promotion, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my solution. There we go. We found a way oh. to get Daniel Bryan in the main event of WrestleMania. So are you telling me your idea is to have Daniel Bryan's go over in the first and last match of WrestleMania? That is original. I know. You, you, said, <laughs> you said you can't you can't repeat last year. I say you can. <laughs> no, why not? You, you, you couldn't do it anything else than in the same event otherwise the you know everyone's like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and everyone knows what's going to happen so you get the Roman Reigns Brock match is a crazy one because you don't know quite who's going to go over because yeah we, we don't know whether Brock's re-signed or not we presume he hasn't we presume he's going to go off and try and go back into UFC yeah I, I was going to say and I'm I know it won't happen because they're in completely different class classes of weight but I would love to see Punk versus Lesnar in the <laughs> UFC <laughs> It'd be a heck of a welcome, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Your first would be the eliminate. It would be the annihilation of Mr. Brooks. Um, 
sadly, if that happened, Roman Reigns would somehow win. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be as, yeah, as big a letdown. Yeah, but no, that, that, that would be my solution. Is get Book Dan- it, Dana. Book it. <laughs> Daniel Bryan to, to win the money in the bank um, briefcase off of Seth Rollins. He doesn't need it. He's with the authority. They can give him a title match whenever. That becomes yep. the next title match you can do between the two of them because they'd tear the house down at Mania as well, especially if you stick a stipulation in like a table match or a ladder match or whatever then for that first one, then get him to go back out there at the end, kill Roman Reigns through a mistake that someone makes. And... Will, he, will he be physically fit for it, though? Because there's still a question over Daniel Bryan's neck. I think um, he doesn't have to be physically fit in terms of... he could. I'm sure he could have a decent match with, with Seth. Yeah. The, the ending could literally be Roman Reigns celebrating, Daniel Bryan comes down with that, that briefcase to distract him, Brock pops back up, F5, Daniel Bryan goes in, covers him, there's your, cha- there's your new champion. So... Yeah. You know he's won it, but he hasn't won it properly, so you still get a rematch. And but I don't know. That, it's just the thought. It literally just came into my head as we're sitting here now. <laughs> also, just quickly before we, because I know we're, we're dragging a bit, and mm. I don't want to take up too much of our, of our guest time. But um, Rusev Cena, I'm really. I think this is a really interesting thing because everyone's been waiting to see who's going to be the first person to defeat Rusev, and it looks like they've chosen it to be uh, chosen Cena, or mm. Rusev's going to destroy Cena because Cena's had this kind of losing streak thing going on for a while now, um, to push him. And I really, I'm getting, I love the character of Rusev. I think mm-hmm. they've booked him really, really well. And uh, Lana's a nicely, really good yeah. heel manager as well. So, I think yeah. um, I, I agree with, with what Jim Ross said about Rusev when he said that he needs to learn to back off a bit and learn to be a heel and be scared because he's, he's just right. trying to be that kind of, I'm going to defeat you, I'm just going to keep kicking, I'm just going to kick. He, he needs to cheat a bit more. Yeah. Um, but at the moment that that main boo is coming from, as we said last time, you know, yeah, oh, I'm the, the cheeky foreigner. You yeah. won't like me yeah, anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, putting Putin on the, um, the Titan Tron every time he comes out. Um, but no, I, I think it could be great, but I hope that Cena has learned from last year's mania and doesn't do what he did to Bray Wyatt and kill the, the sort of push that was going and the heat that he had. Um, yeah, and, and yeah. kind of puts Rusev over and, you know, it's not going to hurt John Cena to lose to Rusev at WrestleMania. <laughs> Let's face it, it's it's not going to stop any because there's a rematch there, there's a whatever on Raw the next night and yeah. everything else. And you know, uh, I don't know, but yeah, I, I think that's going to be interesting. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see what they they're going to do with Sting versus Triple H, uh, which looks like it's going to be another sort that's, of. That's that's the that's the rumor, but they're not building it, and it needs to be built. He needed to pop up in the Raw. Sting needed to come into the Raw Rumble, not actually to the Rumble itself, but he needed to make an appearance, definitely. To, towards Triple H, even if he just appeared on the Titantron for a few seconds. Um, well, the stupid thing they've got at, at far or number one at this fast lane event. They've, they've, I think they've announced Cena and Rusev at fast lane. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been announced. And, and they've announced that a Triple H is calling out Sting at fast lane. Oh, brilliant! So we're going to get like, a twenty-minute twenty promo. Sting. So it's like, yeah, they're going to have a chat in some way, which is just bizarre. It's a bizarre slow odd build isn't it I mean they did that in WCW where they, they built up Sting for that year before his match with Hogan um, they're not going to do it that long with, with Triple H but is it a match people want to see really uh, there's, there's worse people to throw him in there with to be fair there is but I mean I'd, I mean I'd even be up for a Bray Wyatt Sting match at this point uh, you know it's got to be the handing over from the, the old to the new um, 
But with the Undertaker still up in the air, I mean, I, I'm I, all, at this point, all I want to know is: is the Undertaker going to be at yeah. Mania? It's not even yeah, if he's think. got an opponent yet. I say no. Yeah. You say I, no? Yeah, you think it's too I, early? Do you think I, they've not given it enough time to build anything? No, no, because I mean the, the, the CM Punk match was built like literally within four weeks, wasn't it? Because of the Paul um, Paul Bearer death. Yeah. They literally yeah. switched that round and did it within four weeks and, and got it set. And you know, and within two weeks, CM Punk was mocking <laughs> Paul Bearer. Yeah, but eat, baby, incre- incredibly insultingly on his chat on his on Cabana's podcast said that that wasn't a main event at WrestleMania. It's like, dude, you, you were in the best match on the card, and yeah. you went against the Undertaker. You don't have to. Yeah. Go no, on he's last. always been a bit. He's always been a bit of a whiner and a bit of a complainer, and a, he's been a quite. Even when he was working the Indies in the UK, he was always very aloof with everyone. He was very aloof with the fans. Um, even like you know when he was meant to be slightly facey. So I've I've never been a massive massive fan of the person Phil Brooks. I've been a big fan of the wrestler CM Punk. Yeah. Um, but he's always been a bit like, a bit like that. But now so, we don't we don't have to worry about him in terms of the wrestling. But uh, uh, <laughs> I guess this week, Mister Scroobius Pip, we'll have to worry him as part of UFC because I believe, sir, uh, you are getting involved in a TV show about UFC. I am indeed. Um, a new show on BT Sports, which is going to be m- monthly, but hopefully it will go more regular. And yeah, it's just a, it's kind of like this. It's just a discussion about what's been going on in that month's uh, a UFC. So yeah, excited about that. Excellent. Well, congratulations on that. I look forward to seeing it. And uh, I'm and really looking forward to it. I, l- I look forward uh, to learning this, more. This, this like Friday at time of recording, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This Friday at 11 at time of recording, yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, check that out and uh, make sure you do. So, guys, thank you very much for joining us again, Scroob. Thank you very much. Would you like to, once again, plug your shiz, sir? Um, <laughs> just um, at Scroobius Pipio on Twitter and all over the place. That's all you really need to know. I go on about everything else enough there, so that'll do. <laughs> there we go. And as always, you can follow us at milkitpodcast.com. Uh, please rate and review on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. We're, oh, we, we're all over the place, wherever you get At T-Tugger on Twitter. Join us on Facebook at milkinitpodcast.com. Um, at Boulamon, at Derek Noms, it's weird, but it, it is David. It makes um, sense, yeah, trust me. <laughs> and of course, don't forget to join me on the Totally Insane Tape Show for all the cult movies you could eat in one bite. Um, and that's uh, also on iTunes, Stitch, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. <laughs> there we go. And as the dog barks to say goodnight, uh, thank you very much for joining us. That was the Royal Rumble. Please join us again. Uh, we hope to get uh, together around WrestleMania time, um, whether screws around or not. <laughs> uh, hopefully maybe. so. Yes, uh, maybe so. Um, so, yeah, we, we will get together and uh, have a bit of a chit-chat. Hopefully do it in person uh, rather over uh, crackly Skype, kids. Uh, but, yeah. yes, join us next week for a very normal Milking It podcast. These have been two weeks of great wrestling roundup. There'll be a little less WWE, a little bit more geek news next All week. All the geeky stuff will be back next week. We'll be talking video games, comic books, movies, you name it. All the geek goodness that you've come to expect from the Milk and It podcast. Absolutely. As always, I've been David Davis. I've been Bula Mon. And thank you very much, Scroobius Pip. This was the Milking It podcast. You got the feeling that you're milking it. You got the honey for the boys. You wanna milk it, you know. You gotta milk it and you know. Mm. Why the fuck did we do that as the intro? As uh, I'm your surprise, we your surprise entrance. I'm double DDP, and he is Booba Ray Dudley. <laughs>
could live with that. <laughs> no. I could live with Booba Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Booba Ray. <laughs> no, that's too much effort. Fuck it. <laughs>